Father, we, we do bow today and give you thanks and praise. And God, you have loved us. Uh, I'm reminded of that every single day. You loved us. You loved us. We love because you first loved us, First John tells us. And so, God, thank you just because of your unconditional, immeasurable love for us. God, help us to love you back. Help us to act like it. God, help us to love those around us. God, thank you that we have an opportunity to love people that we don't even know. And God, we can, we can know and watch and see the testimony of, of the message of the gospel going out through Christmas. God, we, we gather this morning and we just uh, lift up the Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child, but more specifically, every box that'll get stacked here today, God, you know exactly the child that's going to receive that box. God, I pray that you prepare their hearts, that you prepare, God, their communities to receive the message of love and good news and gospel. Uh, God, we, we want people to get saved. We want people to know Jesus. So God, help us as we continue to pray these days ahead. God, that you would go ahead and move by your spirit to touch lives, to touch hearts. Thank you that we get to be a part of it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okie dokie, any of y'all ever seen a dog chase its tail? Raise your hand. Okay. Any of you ever seen a dog catch its tail? Okay, couple, couple seen a dog actually catch its tail. Uh, you know, we, we talk about that like it's an exercise in futility, right? A dog chasing its tail. Uh, because... Um, it's it's like perpetual motion almost. It's just, right? So uh, as I began preparing this week's message, remember we're in the gathering conversation. We've been walking this out for the last few months. And the gathering conversation really deals with the identity of who we are as the gathering and what's important to us. And I'll, I'll go ahead and refresh that for you. We're a worship community passionate about worshiping God by loving Jesus, uh, loving God, living Jesus, and walking together. And those are our priorities. And that's what we do. And then... As we uh, <clears throat> go beyond that, we start to remember and, and, and remind ourselves scripturally who we are in Christ, that we have been redeemed, we've been regenerated, we have been uh, given relationship with our Heavenly Father through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and, 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 and we acknowledge and receive and surrender ourselves to that, and then we start to recognize what it means to be a Jesus follower. If you're going to follow Jesus, it's going to produce certain characteristics, certain attributes in your life. You're going to start to see as you surrender and sacrifice and listen and abide and obey, right? When you start doing all of those things in your life, you start to see uh, the, the, the Spirit of God and the grace of God multiplying in who you are. And it becomes a not simply a, a reflection, but it becomes this manifestation of, of, of being a part of God's family and God by His Spirit alive in us. We live it out in the world around us. Do you know something? Just like the dog in his tail. I cannot get away from being my dad's son. Robert Earl Owings Sr. That's my dad. I saw him this past week. Hung out with them. Uh, I guess it was Wednesday. We Every time I go to my parents' house now, guess what? I go, what do y'all want to do for lunch? My mom is dead set on, well, every time you come, we get Kentucky Fried Chicken. I go, is that what you want today? And they go, yes, that's what. So, so I go hang out with mom and dad, and, and they love asking questions, man. They'll be watching the news, or they'll be doing something. They'll go, well, Bobby, what do you think about this? I know what they're doing. 
They paid for my education. They're receiving their benefit, right? They sent me to school. They're, 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 they're asking me questions, right? I can't get away from being Earl's son. My sister's watching right now. I, went, I was within 100 yards of my sister's house and never saw her because she has to go to work too. But anyway, so we hung out around Kentucky Fried Chicken. We spent the day together. I had to get behind their TV a little bit because it's technical. I don't know. Anyway, um, it worked when I left. It's probably not working now, but it was. Uh, the passage I want to share with you comes from John 15. We dealt a few weeks ago with the vineyard. The idea of being connected to the vine, abiding in Christ, is what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you abide in me, and I abide in you, then you will produce much fruit. In verse 9, he goes on to say, as the Father has loved me. Stop. Right there. Stop right there. Jesus, the Son, is saying, as the Father, my Father has loved me. Think about that a minute. How has God the Father loved God the Son? Just stop, just, just whoa, let's just reflect on it a minute, okay? How has God the Father loved God the Son? You know, the first thing that you've got to think about in that is it's eternal. God the Father has always loved the Son. They are in perfect relationship together, right? I don't see them. <clears throat> now, you know me well enough to know, or some of you, those of you the first time here, you didn't know what you're getting into, but here you go. <clears throat> it's not like God marched around heaven going, Son! Pick up your clothes. Son, take out the trash. They are in perfect relationship with one another to the point where the love is, is we can't even conceive of it. Okay? It is perfect love. It is perfect understanding. It is perfect communication. It is the kind of relationship that, that, that we, yes, I hope we aspire to. But quite honestly, we can't know. As the Father has loved me, Jesus said, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. Now, as I've told you before, Bible translation is, is, is art, not science. Remain, abide, dwell, meditate. All of that conceptual idea of what it means to remain in the love of Jesus is what he's saying right there. He says, I have also loved you. He, he, he's not speaking just since he got there. Okay? Jesus is not just saying, you know, you know, oh, about three years ago when I got you out of the, off of the boat and when I got you out of the tax booth and, and I called you out from under the tree, he's not saying, that's when I started loving you. See, Jesus is saying, I loved you before you even knew me. I loved you before you had any concept of what we were doing. He's saying, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. 
And then he says in verse 12, this is my command. That's where we're going to hang out this morning. Love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13, no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So the gathering conversation, followers of Jesus, love. There you go. Followers of Jesus love one another. See that? We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to love, each, we're supposed to love God first. We're supposed to love each other. All right, so in this room, I think it's pretty safe to say we can love each other, you know? Really easy to love inside this room, okay? If, if you're having a hard time loving or being loved, just raise your hand. I'll send somebody to you. Right? But think about across the body of Christ. Do we love our family? Here you go. You ready? I'm going to pick on somebody. Might as well pick on me. Do we love the other Baptists? Do we love the Methodists? Mm. Do we love the Pentecostals? <gasps> you see, see, we, we assign these titles. We assign these monikers. We, we give names to these things. And, and then we march around in our culture and in our world and our society and go, well, 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 I'm right. And, and you come be a part of, of my loving group and, and you'll be right with me. And, and we'll all be right together and they're not. That's what happens. It's kind of something built in the selfishness of, our, uh, of who we are. We, we want to be right. Uh, we want to be right up against the people that God has called us to love. You know why? One of the things that, that has, has, has robbed us of the power of God is division in the body. Okay? Jesus said it. it my Bible, it's in red. Well, that means anything to you or not. It says... Love one another as I have loved you. So, let's, let's go back and look at what we started out with. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. How has the Father loved Jesus? I only mentioned eternality. But you see, the Father has given the Son everything. You know, when, when God spoke, what did He speak? Words. How was creation given? By the Word. And the Word was there. By Him, through Him, for Him, everything we see was created. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh. 
This is a, what we're looking at right here is not the command to love one another as I have loved you. What we are looking at here is the perfect, loving, intimate relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. See that? It's not a matter of, okay, I command you to love one another. Right? Is that important? Yes, it's important. It's not not important. Jesus said, I command you, that new commandment I'm giving to you. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. All right, so now, it's not a matter of, okay, do, do I love Scott? Everybody in the room's going, what? I guess. Well, how do you know? How do you know if I love Scott or not? Do what? Ask Scott. Scott, no, don't ask Scott that. I've known Scott as long as I've been here. (laughs) But you see what I mean? I mean, the question, it's the challenge. It's not about a checklist. I mean, Jesus didn't say, uh, Jesus didn't say, uh, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. Jesus didn't say, look at all the things that I've done that prove that I love the Father. Right? It was just the, the, the recognition of the fact that Jesus was in this perfect relationship with the Father that he uh, remained in his Father's love. He stayed there. He lived it out. The things that God expected, commanded, the things that God had, had, had communicated with Jesus to be about. Jesus says, I have done all that my Father commanded and said. Right? See? So what is it that God's asking of us? What is Jesus saying to us? See, uh, Nick and I had a great little brief conversation this morning, the difference between commands and demands. Ever reflect on that? I can't break it down for you because I don't know, but co, Nick even brought up, he said the D is a one thing, the co is a couple thing. It's a relationship. So so we could be calling, right? I mean, if, if it was a one thing, if it was just God the dictator, he gave us ten demandments. Or is it in relationship that he gave us commandments? You see? So when Jesus says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. What is he talking about? He's not so much talking about your checklist of what your love for God looks like. He's talking about your relationship with him, to remain in him, to abide in him. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. All right, look around you. Seeing a whole lot of joy? Oh, man. Woo. Careful. What do you think about evidence? All right, so John spent half his life training dogs. That's why he's seen a dog catch its own tail when nobody down here has, right? Can you train a dog to do everything you expect it to do? What's it based on, huh? Well, there you go. Can you train a dog to obey? Let me put it that way. Yes, you can. You can condition. Pavlov showed us. 
You can condition a dog's behavior, right? Is that our relationship with God? No. You see, God is our heavenly Father. God loves us intimately. The better we get to know God, the better we understand His love for us, the better we want to abide. And not simply in commands, but to abide in His, and I'm going to use the word, expectation. What does God expect of us? Y'all, I've been asking myself this question my whole adult life. What does God expect of me? God, what do you want? Right? God, what do you want? You know? God's answer is constant. It's the same. Just love me. Just love me. Let your life be a reflection of our relationship, our love for each other. Because there's no question that God's loved me. He loves me. He loves me better than Earl does. Right? I've told y'all the story about when Earl spanked me the last time in the seventh grade. Right? See, God loves me perfectly. There's no shadow of selfishness. There's no shadow of dominance in that. I mean, he is, the, he is the king. Of, he is king. He is Lord. He is everything. God loves me, though. <clears throat> when Jesus was asked, what's the most important thing, the most important commandment? Love God. Love Him back. Love God back. See, um, I've told y'all before, I, I, I only threaten to write books. I don't write anything. One of, the, one of the books I threatened to write was Love God and Act Like It. Because truthfully, a lot of times our actions are not reflections of our love for God. Our actions are reflections of our love for ourselves or something in our lives. It might be a reflection of our love for, 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 for me and my own satisfaction and entertainment value. It might be some reflection of my, my upbringing. It might be some reflection of family. It might be some reflection of, 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 of hobby or career. Or something. I love me! Right? And, and too many times in our culture, in our world, the, the reflection of our lives is a love for ourselves more than it is a love for God. Jesus is saying right here, he says, as I have loved you. How did God love you? How did Jesus love you? Right? Okay, so yeah, let's get to the basic, right? He died for you. I've told you before. That's what he says, right? No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friend, not my servants. That's why the understanding of command is so critical right here. Right? Our obedience is not because God is, is, is dictator. Our obedience is because God loved us. And our obedience is an expression of love back. Right? No one has greater love than this. 
to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore. Because a servant doesn't know what his father is, what, what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. What's God doing? What's God doing today? What's God accomplishing? What is God's plan? What is God's purpose and intent? See, this is something that we've got to, we've got to somehow uh, pay attention to. We've got to kind of dial it in and cut out the distraction, turn down the noise of the world to focus on what God's saying, what God's doing, what His Word is teaching us, what His Spirit is, is shining a light on, what, what is being illuminated for us to understand. Jesus said it in John 17, just a couple of chapters. Ago. He says, this is eternal life that they may know you. The one true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Do you spend enough time getting to know your Father? Do you set aside time to get acquainted with your Heavenly Father? I challenged everybody last week. I said, all right, how much TV do you watch? You know, statistically, they, and I don't know the statistics, so I, I promise you I'm making this up. Don't, don't go fact check me because it's not true. If you want to call that a lie, I'm sorry, but here you go. Let's say the statistic is Americans watch three and a half hours of television a day. How many of y'all think that's a conservative estimate? All right, how many of you think that's too much? See, everybody thinks, like, three and a half hours is very conservative, right? What if Jesus' followers spent three and a half hours in the Word every day? Every day. I, I, no, no, I, I don't mean like on Thursday night when the favorite program's coming on. I mean, you know why it's Thursday night for me? Because that was, uh, that, yeah, that, yeah, remember? Everybody watches on Thursday night. I remember that as a kid or a young person or whatever I was. I don't remember. Anyway, what if we spent as much time getting acquainted with the Father as we do listening to the world? Where would your love be then? Where would the expression of your love be then? Here you go, and this will go to Tim's comment over there. Where would your knowledge of the expectation of God be? then if you spent that much time with the father man see I, I just want to encourage you time waste it if you want to because you don't get it back how much time are you remaining in his love? See, that, that, that's kind of this gathering conversation. I titled the message, Who Do You Love? See, the expression of your life is going to be an expression of love. I don't know if you realize that or not. It's either going to be an expression of your love for yourself, your love for the things that are important to you, or your love for God. Now, can they go hand in hand? Sure they can. As long as you keep them in the right order. As long as you keep the priority. The priority. The main thing. The main thing. All right? 
See, see, that's what it means to walk, to remain, to abide in Jesus. Jesus says, you did not choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit. And that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. I see that, 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 that you see that a couple of times through the New Testament. I see people misuse and abuse that because they think, oh, I can just, as long as I name it, I can claim it. I have a theological response to that. <laughs> Sorry, I know that's probably inappropriate, but I'm just going to tell you. If you abide in Christ, then you will ask according to the will of God. Not your wants, not your pleasures, not your whatever. Okay? Um, you know, my dad never calls me today and says, Son, do this. My dad doesn't command or demand me anymore. But this was a perfect illustration for this week. Um, several months ago, I went to my parents' house, and um, their Wi-Fi wasn't working. So I fixed it. As long as I was there, it worked. Guess what? I left. It didn't work anymore. So, so then they got this brand new television. And man, I got it up and streaming. I got it up streaming to the point where they could watch us on the 55-inch every Sunday morning. And I left, and it didn't work anymore. So Wednesday, I was sitting there in the rocking chair, and Dad says, uh, our, our DVD player, uh, we, we, we don't have any sound. And I sat there in the chair, and I grabbed hold of the arms, and I go, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't, don't, don't touch that... Now, did he tell me to do it? No. Did he ask me to do it? No. Mom and dad wanted to watch some DVD on, on search for the Red Sea Crossing, whatever that was. Right? I've seen it. It's a, a Exodus Revealed or something like that. I'm sitting there going, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't. They, they really want to watch this. I love my mom and dad. I really want to make it possible for them to watch this video. But he didn't ask me to. He didn't demand it. He didn't command it. But I got up out of the rocking chair and climbed over behind the television. And, and I unhooked wires and plugged wires in and did all that kind of stuff. And I got out from behind the TV. And guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Right? Here's what happened. I got to tell you what happened, though, because it was really cool, because we didn't know this until I was getting in the car to leave. It still did not work. And then just before I got up to leave, we just hit the button and turned on the DVD player again, and it worked. And I said, I didn't do it. I didn't fix it. I, I, I didn't make that happen. I said, somebody must have prayed. And Mama went, I did. You see? Yay, Mom, you're right. You see, that's the thing, folks. This is a relationship with God, and God is communicating His love to us. 
and, and actually showing us by his word, by his spirit, in fellowship together, in the body of Christ, he's showing us what it means to love him back. Now, act like it. Okay? Act like it. That's what God's called us to, y'all. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. That's what Jesus said. Okay? Now do it. Right? Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. Every day's a gift, God, and, and I'm just blessed to be in it. God, I thank you for, for loving us. God, you love us. You loved us and you love us and you'll keep on loving us. <clears throat> God, help us to love you back. God, that, that, that seems to be the breakdown there is, God, we, we forget. We purposely ignore. We choose not to love you back and act like it. So God, help our lives to be a testimony of our surrender and obedience to loving you back. And then God, the, the, the outworking of that is our love for each other. God, we've got to love one another. Yes, we're supposed to reach out and love neighbors who aren't like us. And, but, but God, that's not compromise. That's not affirmation or approval. God, we're supposed to love people because you loved us first. So God, within the body, help us to love each other. God, this world that is struggling, God, help us to show them a hope that is found in this relationship that you have given us. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving Bobby. Oh, man. Every morning I wake up, thank you for loving me. God, help me to love you. Help me to love these folks. Help me to love those folks. Because, God, that's what you've called us to do. That is your expectation. And I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.